What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. Success and happiness to everyone who hears this. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share space and time with Don Diablo. For all the fans who are tuning in, thank you to the Hexagonians that are with us right now. Thank you to everybody, honestly, to all the fans and everyone in the audience listening. I'm so grateful to you all. Um, and this episode is incredible. I mean, I don't think we get the opportunity to hear from the likes of Don Diablo very often. His story is incredible. We have an amazing conversation. And for anybody who's looking to see what's coming next, he has an hour-long concert NFT called Destination Hexagonia. It's dropping April 9th. Make sure that you get after it. Make sure you're paying attention. And uh, stay tuned for what he's got in store. We talk about some really wild shit, so definitely listen till the end. If you're a fan of his, you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Uh, I'm so grateful, everybody. And let me just get out of my own way. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, subscribe, share with a friend. Check out the website, livingwithwill.org. But regardless of all that, stay tuned. Um, I don't really know how I got here, but I'm happy that it's happening. If you haven't heard his music before, definitely make sure you go check it out right now. The dude's a fucking legend. Um, he's provided us with his new single, Eyes Closed. So I'm so grateful to be able to show that to you all. Buckle your seatbelts and prepare for one of the greatest episodes that we've ever had on the Living With Will experience. Thank you all so much and enjoy. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed.
of gratitude, man. I just want to thank you so much for coming by and, and being on the show. It means a lot. Yeah, man. I To be very honest, I don't do these things at all. I was going to say not often, but actually, I think I've never ever done a podcast for, voluntarily. <laughs> I am so, so grateful. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I like your spirit, man. And for me, this is really about, and generally, just the whole community, this whole space is about, uh, you know, helping future talent. And, and you're, you know, in your own way, you're one of those future talents. You're doing, you know, what you're doing. I, I got a good vibe from you. So, yeah, here we are. So, so, this so is just God, how it works, it's, right? It's just... <laughs> yo, what's it? It's crazy because for people that don't know, man, we were in a clubhouse call together. And the, the whole way that this started was I just shot my shot. I was like, yo, Don Diablo, huge fan. Would you want to come on the show? And here we are. So shoot your shot, y'all. It happens. No, I, like what you, exactly, I like what you said there. You're like, you never know if you do it. Like, and I, I, that reminded me of myself. You know, like sometimes you just need one, you know, one leg up. And then, uh, you know, that can start sort of a chain reaction. And if I can be a small part in a positive chain reaction for someone, you know, like yourself, then... Uh, how can you say no to that, Will? That's just... Dude, I agree. I don't know why people do say no. They should all say yes. Uh, but not everyone's Don Diablo, man. You got to give yourself some credit. You're clearly a great guy. And I think, you know, this is a great transition because my first question is always the path that leads to the man or to the woman. So for in your case, you know, Don Diablo, the kid, how did you go from, from the kid to the man that you are now and, and building the, the amazing career that you've had? To be very honest, I actually... I always stayed a kid, you know, yeah. I never went to, <laughs> to, uh, I never, I, 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 you know, when I was young, I thought I, it's a trap, you know, don't grow up. I mean, that's kind of like the famous saying, right. But mm. I, I had this, when I was around, I think eight or nine years old, um, I had this, uh, thing where I went to the doctor with my mom and they basically said, you have a severe heart and lung failures. And, you know, so I, I actually, that, that could have meant that I wouldn't have lived beyond my teens. So that's when I just really started living quite, I guess, quite seriously in a way, like more like, a, you know, with a very strong conviction and dedication. Um, I think by age 11, 12, I was already, I had like a whole studio set up, like video. I had like a chroma key set up, green screen, blue screen at the time, actually in my in my bedroom um doing all these video assignments uh, for other people and then when i was 13 i bought like some music equipment started making records put out my first record when i was 13 and you've always kind of tried to remember that it's this is supposed to be fun right it's supposed right. to be creative mm -hmm. and literally just living each day as if it's the last and um and always with the mindset of like what do i have to lose you know so, and, and when you're a kid, right, you don't have any fear. You don't have any prejudice. Uh, there's no logic. You just do it, right? You just say whatever you think and you do whatever you want to do. And I think, why would you ever want to change that? So badass. What an amazing answer. I mean, in, in my own way, I try to live my life the same, right? Like maintaining that childhood, that childlike spirit and like being excitable and like, you know, asking questions, being teachable. And I think it's one of the reasons that I resonated so much with you in Clubhouse and in this moment, because you you live that man, you live your truth. And and what an I mean, what an amazing way to live your life that that 
mentality you have of like, what do I have to lose? Like, let me yeah, just I do listen, this. I was, I was born like, um, like my parents had two kids and then I was an accident. Right. So um, they asked my mom, are you going to keep him or not? Or, um, and then she went through all these crazy tests, which you shouldn't go through if you're, you're pregnant, which would have meant uh, I could have come out potentially with Down syndrome. That was a heightened risk of it. And my mom still said, like, I'm going to keep him. So I feel this responsibility to make my mom proud, especially now that my dad isn't here anymore. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, for just every single day because, you know, I wasn't sometimes feels like I wasn't supposed to be here. So every day is a, is a freaking bonus. And, um, you know, I, I really, you know, from, from age 13, I've just had this, this goal in my head to create this, this world, you know, and, and it's, it's a, it's, it's a quite a crazy story, you know, like fast forward to where I am right now. We're talking about many, many years of, um, darkness and, um, letdowns and, and frustration, anger, fear, um, getting screwed over by industry people and leading up to where I'm right now. And, and when I say right now, this is especially what I'm doing right now in the NFT space is kind of where I feel everything is coming together. I kind of took on the persona of like, well, hey, I'm a musician. And some would say, oh, you're a producer. Some would say you're a DJ. But to be honest, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm an artist, right? Like I've just been creating. I've been doing things for free for many years, much like a Beeple, I guess. You just create and you give it away for free. You create and you give it away for free. Because, well, digital art isn't, you know, isn't art, right? So up until now. So, yeah, I think everything aligned so beautifully <laughs> and it's just blown, blown my mind. I'm like, wow, I can't believe uh, that I'm living in this era where this is happening and I can now finally put all of these things together and people out there can make sense of it as, as one piece. I love that so much, man. And, and you make this transition so easy for me, which is like the NFT space is it's how we met and, uh, and it's, you know, innovative and it's exciting. How did you kind of get, put onto the blockchain and NFT? When did that journey start for you? Well, actually, uh, if the real OGs know that uh, they know that I actually started um, working on a coin, uh, you know, uh, about three or four years ago. Uh, in the end, I was touring a lot. I was doing a lot of, you know, whatever you do as a, you know, as a touring musician. I was really working hard every single day to just find my way to climb my way into the top of, of, uh, of my craft. And I, you know what it is with these things. Uh, I don't want to do things where I can potentially financially benefit and other people who could financially lose money. Um, that is not, that's, that's, in, yeah, I wasn't ready for that, you know? Mm. So that journey kind of started, I guess, around four years ago with Hexacoin and I ended up, um, you know, not doing it because again, uh, if the sole purpose is to make money, then I don't, you know, I'm not for it. I've never started and there, you know, this thing to make money, to be honest, like my first, I, I was calculating my first 86 records that I put out. I only got paid on about four of them. Wow. <laughs> so the rest, I just got, I got totally screwed over and I run a record label, Hexagon, and, and, and the idea behind that label is we give artists, we, we're partners. It's a partnership, 50-50, instead of like the 
you know, the, the 15 or sometimes 10% you get at major labels, right? So, uh, so everything I've done is, has been to empower others and to, uh, you know, create freedom for myself as well as just, you know, try to push things forward. So in a way where others would benefit from it and there was no, no risk involved for others. And I think that's why NFTs are perfect because it allows me to do all the things that are, you know, um, incredible about Web3, blockchain, um, the whole system, um, which you know, I, tr I truly believe in. And then, uh, but it's, it's combined with art. It's combined with creativity. Yeah. It's combined with a whole different value that isn't just monetary. Um, and that's what makes it exciting for me. And that's why, you know, this, this moment, just, it all just came together so nicely, especially in the pandemic, right? Because honestly, if you're still touring, then you have no time to breathe. When you're at like at my level, <laughs> it's like literally, you're just saying like, run, uh, one hour of sleep, run, one hour of sleep, one, run, 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 one hour of sleep. So it's, I literally had like bleeding gums for the last two years because of my sleep deprivation. I, even though I was eating all the vitamins you can imagine, drinking as much water as I can, never do drugs. I never drank alcohol in my life, never smoked a cigarette. I was living as healthy as I could, but I was breaking down my body. And, you know, and then uh, now, last year, actually a year ago, I started working on, on uh, when the pandemic hit, on, on just digital art pieces. I didn't even know, you know, at that time that I was going to turn them into um, to NFTs. I was contemplating about it, but it wasn't really that relevant at the time. You, you, you know what, the, what happened with the boom in the last, you know, six months. Yeah. yeah. It's very, <laughs> very significant. Um, but like it, people, I've mostly just been creating things to just give them away, right? Like I have a comic book series at Webtoon Canvas. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of effort and, and, and uh, blood, sweat and tears and, and uh, labor that went into that. Uh, but it's just there for people to enjoy. And, and the same goes for music in a way, because people are used to, you know, I, when I did my Genesis drop, some fans were like, oh, wait, what? And I was supposed to pay uh, uh, an, uh, you know, an insane amount of money for, to listen to a song of yours. Like, I'm not sure that you're getting this, right? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you can actually listen to the song, whatever you want. You just have to put in a little bit more effort. Don't go to uh, Spotify. Go to superrare.co slash Don Diablo. Mm. The song is there. It's there for everyone. You can listen to whenever you want. And the beauty of it is that that song would have never been released if it wasn't for the revolution that's happening now. But the thing is, you know, there's a lot of ignorance out there, right? So people don't understand it. But I, I, I just yeah, asked them, like, so why, why would you pay X amount of millions for, you know, a, a Van Gogh, which is, you know, obviously has historical value. He's, a, you know, one of the great uh, artists of his time. But when, you know, when is there a time for artists of our generation, you know, doing the art that we do now in this time frame, uh, you know, with the possibilities we have now, that you know we get valued at that level you know when you put in 25 years of um crafting blood sweat and tears getting screwed around still persevering still pushing still innovating still not giving up these are like modern deal mo modern day um 
stories that are, you know, very similar to what these people went through back in the days, only they seem more romantic because they were back in the days. And because they got their money posthumously, like, like why can't artists make money while they're alive? (laughs) No, that's no, that's not allowed, man. That's not allowed. Right. Exactly. Like the people like, uh, I, you know, when I, now that I announced my new drop, people like, why are you not, where's your album? Why are you working on these NFTs now? I'm like, I don't know if you know me guys, but I'm, I've been working on my album for about 365 days straight, sitting in a dark, you know, little room by myself. Uh, I think I'm allowed to do other things on the side, right? You know, <laughs> like agreed. I think you can do whatever the fuck you want, dude. You're an absolute legend and fuck your haters. You know, but, but I don't know why I feel this responsibility towards my fans. And they're like, I see these memes. They're like, you know, they make these memes where it's like, um, they see me like, I don't know, it says something with NFT on the left and then, uh, you know, and then something with uh, album on the right. But I'm like, dude, it's 2021. Like we're, I, I'm already putting out the album. I'm putting out one single a month. That is the album. Also, like, speaking you know, of which, eyes closed, absolute fucking banger. And it, I don't yes. know why these people are complaining. Like, you just I mean, put that's out what a, I'm saying. You just put you know, out the exactly. album of the summer. You just put out the record of the summer, dude. And I don't know what they're <laughs> complaining about. But it's you know what it is. It's it's a constant pressure on your shoulders, and I think that's kind of why, you know, this is why artists are struggling with mental health. I'm I mean, just speaking from my own own point of view, this is. It's tough, man. It's when you're not successful, you're in a dark place. When you are successful, you get pressure. You go into a dark place. You stay in a dark place. You have the pressure. Uh, it's never enough for people. Um, and the thing is, you know, when somebody, when a hundred people say something positive and one person says something negative, why the hell does that one negative thing weigh so heavily on us compared to the hundred positive things? I don't know what this is in the brain of an artist or of human beings in general. Like. That just, oh, I just, I, I hate myself for that. But that's, you know. I think it's the same thing that makes you create. It makes you susceptible to criticism because you you take it so seriously and you care so much about it that that it's like, you know, one, a hundred people love you, but that one person that you love too doesn't love you back. Like that one person, that's going to hurt, right? Oh man, that's like, yeah. Like, no, forget, I don't need to live anymore. Like, forget it. You're right. So. Yeah, it's it's all very dramatic. I mean, at the end of the day, we are very dramatic, you know, beings, you know, human beings. But also, especially then if you go into artists, right? You're very sensitive, very dramatic people. Um, and I, I try to let go of emotions when I do things, but I can't, man. <laughs> I just can't. Every time neither, I make dude. something, I create something, I'm like, oh, why do I get so emotional about this stuff? Like, you know? And well, that's why you're amazing yeah. what you do. Like, I, I never want you to change because there's a reason you make amazing art. And it's the same reason that makes you um, susceptible to haters is because you care. So never stop, man. I'm a huge fan. And fuck those people. Uh, you do you. Yes. And we're, true fans will be fans regardless, man. And on that note, you know, we're talking about you in the NFT space. I've, I heard through the grapevine that you might have a one of one piece um, dropping on Super Rare. Is that my correct in that? You are very correct in that, actually. Well, I already dropped one at Super Rare. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have one coming though, right? April yeah, 9th. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I did the Genesis two weeks ago. Is it two weeks or three weeks? Yeah. And um, yeah, this is uh, I, <laughs> where to start, man. Uh, I am 
you know, I guess it it says it all in the Hype Beast article, right? Like it's 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 uh, the world's first ever uh, concert, like full length concert NFT. Because uh, I was like, cool, like here a lot of people are doing, you know, really sick arts. Some of my peers are doing like loops, right? Where I'm like, there's just to get an, uh, they get a random uh, guy they've never heard of that they never met to make some visual art with actually there's no communication between the two artists they they make a random musical loop and then they just put it up as a joint effort art piece but that's to me it was like cool that that took you like a full three hours you know like right uh and, and i'm not talking about the visual artists because then you know that usually takes a lot more time but um so it was like i just kind of want to go and take that I, you know, the idea of that, which I love, to be very honest, because I do love those loops. I'm not going to lie. I can actually enjoy a seven second piece of art. Like that's my shit right there. Um, but some people don't get it. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to take that to the next level. I'm going to make a one hour <laughs> long uh, video. Uh, and I'm going to just, you know, make this the most epic performance I've done so far uh, visually and also like musically just kind of like make this the best i can at this point in time uh which is kind of like make it a combination of uh, a concert uh, a dj set uh, sort of a lost in space cinematic kind of approach um and you know make this as futuristic and cool as cool of a piece of art that i can make at this point of time with everything i've accumulated you know, in my, in my knowledge from, you know, design to fashion to um, CGI to SFX to, uh, to the music, to the craft of DJing, to, uh, you know, um, the algorithm of creating an attention span. Um, everything, put that in a one-hour, one-of-one art piece. So badass. <laughs> so the, it's so you know what it is with these things I'm doing like it's really hard to just like you usually just get like a you you go to these auction uh, uh, you know um, uh, spaces you know you go to uh, uh, you know websites like uh, Super Rare or uh, Nifty or, or uh, uh, Rarible whatever and it's super cool but you scroll through the a lot of art but it's sometimes kind of hard to get the full narrative. Right. Um, that's actually why I'm really happy with, with Super Rare because there's a great team there and they do, it's, it's, you know, some people hate it, some people like it, but it's, I like the curation that they do. I like a lot of the art that's up there. I like the fact that there are not really any artists up there like myself. Uh, I think some platforms have more music, you know, related content on there um, and more like musical collaborations where they do a drop every day. Um, here I get, you know, I get a little bit more personal attention. Uh, they're actually creating at this point something I will be first on Super Rare. They're working around the clock as we speak to make this happen, to be, you know, to make me the first person with a widget so on sick. the actual page for my piece. Unreal. Because they just, you know, they just rang me, you know, you know, we appreciate appreciate what you do and we see that you're, you know, doing something differently. You try to create a story around your pieces. You put like, I mean, you put like a year worth of work into one piece, you know, like that's, and I'm like, cool. I'm so grateful that you guys see it. And I know you guys are doing like fine art, but I appreciate, you know, 
that you're letting a musician in like myself. And that's what I appreciated it. Like with my Genesis drop, it was bought by someone who understood what I was, you know, the story that I was telling. Right. So it was bought by somebody who buys fine art and who appreciates that. So, and I, and I like the idea of this space. It's not just about selling and, 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 and finance and creativity. It's also about connection, even with someone who buys your piece. I feel when I buy a piece, I want to have a very personal connection uh, with that person. And the other way around, when I, uh, when somebody buys my one-of-one one that I put so much love into, I want to I know who that person is. I want to get to know that person. We should hang out. You know, Actually, I'm flying uh, to Dubai on Monday to meet the person who bought my Genesis. I'm going to deliver it personally, uh, you know, because I want to make sure that person has the best experience. That's not in the package. You know, that's not a given, but I was like, yeah, I mean, I got to know the person. The person has a great heart and, um, you know, I'm really grateful the way it started out with the Genesis. There was a very big opening, you know, to say the least. Um, so yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to thank that person. And, and, um, and I think in the future, you know, especially my hope is when I start touring again, I have all these people around the world that I get to see, that I get to talk to, to them, uh, you know, about arts, about the future, about, uh, you know, life, about um, business. Some of these guys are really good businessmen, you know, like, or, or women. And, and um I can I get to learn a lot from them to be very honest because I've been screwed over so many times. For me, it's mostly just about creativity. So I've lost so much money on people that that uh, have worked with who kind of just you know take advantage of you. And um, I think they're attracted to the creative part of it. And I think to me personally, I'm attracted to the fact that these people have their shit in order. You know, they know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. Man, first of all, I want to say shout out to Super Rare for, for you know, recognizing the opportunity that this was and, and you and your work. And I also want to say this goes back to these fans of yours, man. How are they not excited about if if <laughs> If I'm a fan of someone and I see them expanding and doing new things and pushing boundaries, that makes well, me well, excited. Well, I know I must rephrase that. I think, you know, 99%, it goes back to what we said before. 99% of my fans are... 99.9. Yeah, 99.9%. <laughs> They're supporters. Like, Don, right. whatever you do, we support you. We see that you are you have such a passion for this. And to be honest, my music, this makes my music better. Hell yeah. You know, the Great. music collaborations I've set up and even some of the things I'm able to, to, to get together, even financially now, you know, that I can leverage You're evolving back. as an artist. Like, it's crazy. It's fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I, that's what the real fans see. And some people are like, maybe they're just, it's in their head. You know, but they should know better by now. They should know my intentions, and uh, I will address it at some point. But I, I get some of them that they're, they're, they've been waiting for my album for about it's delayed for over a year now. Yeah, they're just impatient. That's all it is. No, 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 and that's a good thing. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, the moment that they stop caring, that's when you know you should be really worried. So great point. Um, so also, I'm really, dude, I'm, I'm really grateful. That, and 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 to be honest, like, if there are any fans listening, like. These worlds are still very separated, right? Um, the 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 Web three crypto NFT world versus uh, you know the the rest of the world. Uh, and but if there are any fans listening, it's uh, you don't want to know. Like I'm like hyper excited for what is to come and what I have got for you guys. And this is the reason why I'm able to do this. I'm not just dropping my shit 
and running, you know, <laughs> through customs to fly to another destination. Like I've got my shit in order and I am at the peak of what I'm about to do. So I hope you guys, if you're listening, honestly, and also, you know, like I can't say too much, but I've got, you know, in, in the NFT space, dang, I got some really, really sick stuff coming up. I'm really, I'm just really happy that I'm able to talk about the second drop because I was afraid that's why I pushed this a, a little bit uh, because I was like, you know, if I can't talk about anything, then what are we doing here? <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm so grateful that you came on now so that we have the opportunity to speak on it. Like, and, and to this point, you know, you're making a great point, which is like speaking directly to the fans. Y'all, he's, we're about to be seeing some wild shit and I can't wait. And on that note, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of your fans are musicians as well, creatives as well, artists and entrepreneurs in their own right. So my next question would be like to the fans or to just emerging artists and entrepreneurs, what would be some words of wisdom that you would give them that you've learned along the road of your career? You know, you said you've a lot of mistakes have been made financially and a lot of lessons have been learned. What are some of the things that you wish you could have told yourself if you could go back in time? Um, I think the main thing is that you have to know that life isn't fair. That's just a fact. You're going to get screwed over. You're going to get disappointed. And the main thing is, you know, that's going to hurt. That's going to be painful. But the one thing I learned is to not, you know, have that pain turn into something substantial, turn into, um, you know, suffering. And because once you start to suffering, there's no, to suffer, there's no way back, right? So for me, that's the one thing I've always done. My whole career, I've basically been used like a, you know, like a playing ball. Just people have used and abused me. But in that process, I've always been able to look at like, okay, well, this happened, but at least I got one step closer to my dream. It took a long time for me. There are these exceptions of people that do like a, you know, they have this crazy sort of, I don't know, like within a year, they're the biggest thing ever. But those are the exceptions to the rule. Right. But for me, it's really been about patience. It's really been about putting the piece of the, of the puzzle together one day at a time. And also, if it's not working, which is what's kind of why in my case, you know, like I was already doing this for like 10, 10 years and nothing really happened. Uh, and my friends were like, you're sure you want to keep doing this, dude? Like, you know, like you're, you're a pretty smart guy. You're going to, you know, maybe do something else. Uh, but I realized if you really want something, and sometimes I, I speak to young producers or young artists or you know, young creatives, and I ask them like, well, do you have a, are you in a relationship? You have a girlfriend or boyfriend? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And do you go out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you do this? Do you do that? Like, so, well, why? <laughs> you can't. Dude, you have to do this seven days a week, 18 hours a day. This has to be, you know, a full-time dedication to the level of like, uh, you know, almost uh, a psychotic level <laughs> because you have to, like, no one's going to hand you this stuff on a plate. You know, I don't, I don't, I never had a, a manager that broke my career or a record label that broke my career. Um, no one really helped me to the top you know at the end of the day i didn't run to the top I, I literally crawled to the top with my hands and my on my hands and knees you know and with blood and under my and, and dirt under my fingernails and never worried about you know all the stones that were falling on my back you know while climbing the mountain 
just kind of just shrugging it off and just keep emptying the bag so that I don't bring too many weights to the top. Otherwise, you know, I'm never going to climb to the top. So that's kind of how I see it. It's really about keep keeping on push, keep on pushing. And 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 honestly, uh, people always say that 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 cliche of never give up, but it's it's true. But again, you have to sacrifice everything and you have to be a maniac. It's like the Olympics. If you want to do this, make those mistakes. That's fine. You know, like you're never, you're not always going to be on top, but like be, you know, be like on it constantly. Read up. If you're not inspired, then clean up your hard drives, go look for new plugins, um, you know, look at like watch tutorials. Uh, you know, there's so many things you can do to become a better artist every single day. And, but it takes hard work. And I don't understand why some of these artists think I, it's just going to fall out of the sky. I just made a record. It's out on Beatport or just put a loop on Foundation. And no, it's not selling. Dude, like <laughs> just being on a curated platform or being with a record label doesn't guarantee you success at all. You're still going to have to do it yourself. You're still going to have to create that. and the reason why people are listening to your music or buying your art is because they're buying a piece of you. So, you know, that needs to be convincing. They need to know your story. They need to know your idea behind the song, behind the piece, behind the melody, behind the lines, behind the factors, you know, like that's, that's it. That's what people are buying into. They're buying into your story um, and they want to know that you're, you know, you're genuine. Yo, and that's why I'm so grateful to have an artist like you on the podcast right now is because I know a lot of artists get to a certain point in their career where they're not where they want to be. They're not selling. They, they think the music is amazing and they feel like the world's against them and they quit. And that's when I, I want those artists to hear this, like, listen to this man, yo. Like, it, even the best have to grind and crawl their way to oh the my top. god listen yo man this, this is the thing like uh, that's another thing if if you don't have any inspiration go to your friends who also make music and and you know just collab and it's not a, you don't have to do that battle by yourself that's the one thing i had to learn you know i was i spent the first 20 years making music just literally sitting by myself on a chair killing myself right from the age of 13 and I was like, well, I'm sitting inside, not seeing any daylight. I have no social contact. You know, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> this is actually not necessary at all. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's also important to know, like seek others who are in the same situation, right? It's such great advice. I mean, as personal reference to how important collaboration is. Do you have any idea how much more fun it is for me to talk to you on the podcast than it was when I was doing monologues? <laughs> it's, I, feel, I don't feel crazy anymore. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like when you're, when you're working alone, doing things alone for so long, it starts feeling maddening. You're like, you said it perfectly. You're like, I have no social life. I'm fucking lonely. I'm in here alone all day. Why the fuck am I doing this? And it's supposed to be fun. Back to your original point about creating it's supposed to be enjoyable like exactly i mean look at the beatles those were like four guys just having a great time they all brought in their own thing and and yeah that's one thing i've learned it's it's cool to collab and it's cool to work together it's cool to write with other people 
um, the thing, the key thing within that is to always have your own signature. For me as a producer, I always, I will always, doesn't matter if I write with someone else or I write alone, I will always have my key signature and you will always be able to recognize that. And I think that is important. You have to have a signature, you know, that's, if you don't, if you have that, then you, you're, you're going to be recognizable regardless. And, and that's when you can start to create a fan base. So, dude, if you're an artist and you haven't run this back yet, I'm going to encourage you to do so right now because I will be listening to this interview many times. This advice is amazing. And as we like transition to the later part of the episode, I like to kind of, I love the deep conversations and like the, you know, thought provoking artistry of it. But I also like to add some eccentric questions. You know what I mean? Keep it light for you. I want to send you off on a positive <laughs> light. So, go for it. Yeah. So, the second half, more, more eccentric related. So, the first question I'm going to ask you is a three part question. The first of which will be, if you were to be a cartoon superhero that's already been written, or not a cartoon, but just a superhero in general, what superhero would you be that's already been created? Um, I would say Batman. Why? Why? Yeah, please. Uh, he's human, you know, but he's human, but he was able, you know, he, you know, he lost his, his parents, and due to a personal tragedy, he, you know, he kind of just evolved through that. And that's very similar to my own story, actually, you know, so everything I've done, every, all my success is based on, you know, when my dad passed away, that was literally for me, sort of the, the, the moment when I realized, holy shit, we're only going into the dark one day. And the only thing I can do now is honor my dad's legacy. And what else do I have to lose? If people think what I do is shit, then, you know, that's, that's their problem because at the end of the day i'm you know i'm here to make my dad proud and i i have to take the bullet in the chest fine what's what's worse than that that can happen right so then he has the bat cave you know i've i've kind of built a bat cave myself uh and i'm very secluded so i usually stay inside i'm mostly by myself but when i go out you know when i perform i can get you know i want to do things futuristic epic big so I think, yeah, I probably most relate to Batman in that sense because, um, you know, he's also into his crazy gadgets and yeah. I, think, I love uh, that. Yeah. That's so awesome, man. And I also want to say, I know uh, your father and your ancestors are definitely proud as fuck, man. You, you're carrying the mantle of your family in an amazing way and you're pushing boundaries of art. So um, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm, I know that he's proud. And uh, as from one stranger to another, man, uh, I, I felt like I should say that to you in this moment. I appreciate yeah. it, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, to be honest, this is what makes me tick. This is what makes me happy, right? So the comic book series I made, uh, my dad plays an important role in it. And a lot of the songs that I write are about personal things that I go through, right? So I think a lot of people don't see electronic music as art because usually it's, you know, I guess sometimes they're not, there's not that much personality in it. But I think just because you made something electronic the same as art right like electronic art isn't less than making a painting but i think electronic music isn't less than being in a band and nobody ever asks me about what is this song about or like um why did you write this or like literally never do you get a question like that in an interview when you're in my position where i'm like i'm very similar to a band i just do it by myself and you know i write lyrics that are about my life about my father about past relationships, about darkness in my head, about demons haunting me in my head. This is all very much similar to any question that would be asked to any band. 
But for some reason, you know, it's the same why digital artists have been just putting stuff up on socials and people were like, okay, that's cool. I'll take that for free. I'll look at it. I don't need to own it. I don't see this as artistry, something I would go look at in a museum, like an actual painting of sunflowers, you know, like uh, I think that's, that's what I love about this era where I actually get to talk about what things mean to me and what my thoughts are behind them. And I'm really excited about sharing these songs that I've never shared before because they fall right in between the gap of, you know, when you go to a record label, it's like, oh, this is not radio enough. Cool. But is it club enough? No, nobody's going to play it in the clubs. So I'm not going to play it in the clubs. And they're not going to play it on the radio. So just bin it. I'm like, well, holy shit. You know, like, I just want to make stuff that resonates with me. And there's like a whole, literally a whole sort of cabinet of those songs that I've never shared with the world that mean a lot to me. And, this is so what's great actually for the fans because for the first time I feel confident to share some of these records that I created many, many years ago that I put in uh, an obnoxious amount of hours <laughs> to create them. And some of these records have really great stories behind them. And as time unfolds, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be sharing those stories. Some of those records might have had some really big mega stars on them uh, and they ended up not happening. So I'm going to kind of unveil some of these records because instead of just continuing those records and that music, I usually just then get very discouraged and I don't do anything with music anymore. But looking back on it now, the music was actually super dope. But once you work with superstar XYZ and it doesn't end up on their album, then you're like, fuck, well, I'm just going to drop this. Right. <laughs> but, but most of the music, I've, I produced a lot of music, but I've, I probably produced an equal amount of music for other people that people don't even know about. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, which is fine for me. It's really just about the creation and I like creating things for other people as well. Sometimes that that's easier, right? Because uh, it's, yeah. it's less, um, less personal. And but some of these records I created for other people, uh, also are still here. Like they, they actually didn't, they didn't get released in the end. Some of the bands I produced or, uh, demos I wrote or, um, you know, and I think that's actually exciting for, for my fans because an insane amount of time went into those records, actually more than most records that are getting produced nowadays. So, Hell yeah. And let me just say, man, to the point of your music and, and having emotional effect, you know, um, eyes closed. I know it's, it isn't, I don't know if it was intentionally supposed to have this kind of effect, but like for someone who really loves social events, parties, raves, et cetera, you know, ragers, man, to be able to like, remember what that felt like again, yes. you know, a year into COVID just bumping that shit. Uh, even yeah. yeah. My... Well, the idea is just very simple, right? Just keep your eyes closed and you're back there. I mean, this is my, I waited with their record for like, to a new, like, Hey, it's coming, man. It's close now. Just keep your eyes closed. And before you know, we'll be back together. And the thing is, Remember this period, this is a renaissance, right? This is a digital renaissance. So remember this period because before you know it, we'll be back to normal and you will have forgotten about this time. And, but I think we all have to learn from this period. And one of the great things to come out of it is exactly what we're talking about today, right? It's, 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 it's the digital revolution of, of artistry uh, on different levels, finally getting valued, you know, and, and, and seen in a different light. So, yeah. Understood. And no, man, I just had to share that with you because it's your music has that effect, man. Like it really, I was, the other day I was, I was like not in the best mood 
And I was like, man, I got to bump that eyes closed on because that shit yes. gets me ready. <laughs> Yo, straight up. I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. We're, we're, we're mad close. Um, so I love that. And and to the, to the question I'd ask, you know, I think you're going to respond well to this next part because of your cartoon. So like I asked you what superhero you'd be in that's already been written in the real world. But my next part to that question would be if you wrote your own superhero, what would your powers be and what would your superhero name be? Oh, <laughs> people, you should check out the Hexagon comic book series on Webtoon. Um, it's cool because you know what's cool about it? Again, I do everything that I do is quite personal. Not many people know this, but my dad's actually in the comic book and his real name is Leo. He's actually in the comic book. Um, and to me, he's the hero, right? So uh, I think everyone at the end of the day, all we strive for is to make someone in our family proud whether it's your mom your dad or both of them some people don't have a mom and never knew their dad whatever it could be your brother who raised you or your sister um so it, at the end of the day that's really what it comes down to so for me my father you know he's been such a surreal like a superhero in a sense you know when he was battling cancer he never complained a day he never put his his his, his fear sorrow uh, distress um, on anyone else, you know, like he never actually till the last day of his life, he literally like he had a smile when he passed away, you know, and he, he, even, he didn't believe in God, right? He, he knew this was it. He was just going to slide into the darkness. That was the last day I held his hand. I wrote a song for my dad. It was called the artist inside. And, um, you know, I wrote another song uh, eight years after his passing, which was this year. Um, and, yeah, that song was called A Thousand Faces. And that kind of reflects on what it felt like touring. And, and I only knew the success that I know now after his passing, because mm. he inspired me to, you know, like kind of let go of my fear of being successful. Uh, because that's always been, you know, something I feared because it's fear when you're successful, people hate you. Um, but I, I was able to let go of that. So, you know, that was thanks to him and I'm looking at what kind of superhero would I be so there, there is a Don in the comic book he's a little boy and he communicates through music uh, he can hear these well I, I can't give away too much uh, so I, I yeah like you said I, I don't even have to give you the answer I, I can okay. give you a corny answer but I can also tell you like you know read into the story that I wrote yeah go check it out um, it's free man like you know it's it's a, it's a beautiful piece of art you know, it's a collaboration with um, some amazing Japanese American artists. Michael Morisi, with his dialogue with, he, you know, he wrote the Star Wars comic books. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So this is like my own, this is my own comic book series. So uh, it's amazing. Again, again, it's really, it's, 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 it's sci-fi. It's, it's, you know, it's, um, but the story in itself, again, is about the bond between a father and his son. Beautiful, man. Shout out to Leo. And I want to say, um, to your fans who are listening, uh, you might not know this about the show, but this cartoon superhero question is a question that is featured a lot. So we oh, did wow. not plan this. We did not plan this promotion, but <laughs> it, it, it happened seamlessly. Go check it out and make sure that it's in the description. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I really want to read that, look no further than the description uh, because it will be there. And it's legendary. I love it's that cool, though. Right? I, like the, the cool thing as well there is it's like it's like NFT. It's very easy. Just go on like uh, you know, Webtoon, 
and it's just there in in uh, in, in vertical formats. You can just scroll and enjoy. Uh, because we started as a physical in the beginning, because I you know I like I like physical pieces. Damn. But then the pandemic hit, and comic book stores got hit badly, badly, you know. So people were like, "So how do we get it now?" So then we were forced to go into this new, uh, you know, new concept, which obviously was around for a long time already, because you know, webtoon is huge. Right. But uh, that actually was a blessing in disguise again, because we now have a quarter of a million readers that you know tune in every week, which is insane. You know, like to be able to share these type of messages. It's the same doing a radio show i do a radio show every week it's aired in 77 countries millions of people tune in and i get to have a voice to talk to them and to communicate with them and to push talent to push other people's music and this is to be honest this all takes a lot of discipline and organization because sure. every little detail even with my record label like from the even the way the moving artworks you know evolve from a to z that's you know I'm involved with that all the all the artworks obviously all the 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 A and R work the creation of the music the mix downs to any little detail you can imagine so uh, my agenda is like very 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 organized in that sense and at least every time I guess between twelve o'clock at night and five six in the morning for me to make music so that's when I have to do the work you know when I I get to zone out. I'm not surprised that you don't sleep much, man. It sounds like you're working on so much constantly, but uh, we love it. We're grateful for it, but I'm glad that you're focusing on getting more sleep, man. You need it uh, and we need you around. So take care of yourself. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this whole, the last couple of months with, uh, you know, everything that's been happening and uh in the community it's just i'm, I'm not gonna lie i haven't slept much it's impossible dude me neither i slept like an hour a night <laughs> yeah exactly right so we're not alone okay i'm not alone here no yeah. dude no <laughs> i was talking to the video editor yesterday and it was like five in the morning for me seven in the morning for him we're still working i was like dude we gotta get some sleep man but um it's it's an impossible man it's impossible like, there's so much excitement and um this reminds me of touring without actually touring so right this is definitely this is a life-changing era for me and i think hopefully for others as well you know where um you know i i, I hope whatever comes out of this it, it was for a reason and i hope um you know this is going to bring me one step closer to finding inner happiness, which is, you know, obviously something we all strive for, which, which I haven't been able to find thus far, but I feel like I'm getting a step closer finally for the first time. Fuck. Yeah. No, I, um, that makes me so happy to hear because I think it's the most important thing that we can focus our lives on, right? Like beyond career, beyond relationships, beyond anything is like, are you happy? If not, which none of us, I, I don't, I haven't think I've met one person who can say they're fully happy yet, but we can all work towards it. And it's exciting. You know, like you said, it's, uh, especially with a space like this, it, every day I wake up like, damn, today, like today feels a little 100%. cooler than the day before. Yeah, yeah it's wild. I think Listen, also like the one thing I realized is like, um, you can't be happy, you know, but you can have moments of happiness. Once you know that, that just really comforts me, right? So That's 100%. People are like, I'm unhappy. Well, you're not unhappy. You're not happy either. But you have moments of happiness, moments of joy, moments of sadness, and that is called life, right? So 
the only thing I'm out there for is like to find a way to enjoy those moments of happiness more, to hold on to them a little bit longer and to not be so hard on myself. And, you know, to honestly, when I do feel unhappiness, when there is pain to not turn that into suffering, because that's in the end going to, you know, destroy all of us on the inside. Man, the, what you've said today, I, I'm going to let you know personally, because I think, I think for, for the guests to know immediately how impactful what they're saying is, man, to hear someone that is where they are in their career saying what you're saying right now and dealing with similar things myself, uh, it's, it's immensely inspirational personally. So I know there's going to be guests on here who might not be able to get in touch with you, but what you are saying is so important um, because not everyone has reached what you've reached. And to know that th these problems persist and that you're working on it still, it's like immensely motivational, man. So I just like, honestly, I'm, I'm a nobody, man. <laughs> I like literally, I, I see this as, uh, I honestly don't really, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just starting, man. Like uh, that's, that's how I see it. You know? That's amazing. Like, that it depends on what universe you're looking at. Like, yeah, in some places, cool. I might've done some cool stuff, but I'm, I'm definitely not there yet. And I, I'm, I'm on my way. You know, I'm on my way. I'm trying to climb that mountain, but no, we're all climbing at this. You know, somebody might just start to climb the mountain tomorrow and just overtake me easily. You know, so that's the one thing I just I'm always going to remember. And I, my career has been a very slow burn, but it's like a diet, right? When you do a crash diet, that weight will come back really quickly. But when you do a really slow burn, you just go. You know, you do a little workout. You you know, you watch your diet then eventually you get healthy and that'll be in your system. That's kind of what I've created. I've created a very solid foundation with people who trust me with a good reputation and people that, you know, are with me. They're like, there's thousands of, of people out there with, you know, my hexagon logo tattooed on their chest, on their, in their neck, someone even on their face. So, you know, these people, I hold a responsibility to There's not even a Don Diablo logo. There's only a hexagon logo because you know, this is not really about me. This is about, you know, the family that we've created and what it makes. The end of the day, I create so I can bring people together. So my people, I perform, my people come together, they meet each other. Sometimes they get married from that. You know, there's, there's people, a lot of people, my fans go to these shows alone, you know, because I, I talk to them as much as I can through my music, sometimes personally. Um, and they feel, they're like, cool, I'm, I'm alone. I don't have any fucking friends. Well, fuck it. I'm going to go to a Don Diablo show because, you know, there will be hexagonians there. And that's cool. There, there are other people that are alone. They will go like, that's how I spent most of my youth. I didn't have many friends. I had a lot of imaginary friends, but, you know, uh, they, they, they helped me through my youth. But the thing is, like, music is my superpower, right? And now that's it's creativity and in general, and it's all coming together in the NFT space. But at the end of the day, man, we're all going to die. And we might as well just uh, help as many people as we can while, you know, before this happens and, and create a positive ripple. And um, I guess also, you know, not be too, too harsh on ourselves. And that's the hardest lesson we have to learn. And, then, and what I'm so grateful for you saying that because it's, it's so immensely important. And man, you've touched so many people with your music and had such a profound impact in that way. And for you to say that you don't do too many of these podcasts, I'm just grateful that you're on this one so that we can share your words too, man, because I, I don't know that people know that you're this profound, but I hope that they do now because like, man, you've, you've shared some incredible insight today and I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. 
and I want to let you get on with your day, your day. So I'm going to start wrapping it up. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, but I'm, I'm going to start leading us out of no, it. No, no, no. You actually sparked something in there. Like for me, for me, it's like, like, um, these things or like, like meeting people. It's like, it's like going up to a girl, right? I, I've actually never, I never went up to a girl and just straight up asked her out. Like I, I don't have the balls for that because you know how in a few minutes, do you get yourself like the true being of your soul across, <laughs> you know, and that's impossible, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what life is. This is why, like when I was in clubhouse for the first time, I was in there for weeks, almost months. And I was just sitting there, not speaking until somebody asked me, are you like the real Don Diablo? Like the, the guy who plays at Tomorrowland who's like, you know, her listening to on Spotify. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I am. Uh, and like, well, you've been here for months. You haven't said anything. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not really like the kind of the type of guy that's going to rip the mic out of someone's hand or just randomly say stuff. Um, but what, you know, and then we're like, cool, what's your story? And like, what are you doing here? And then I was able to, to put my story out there. And I think I'd rather be in a podcast with someone who really cares than talk to a lot of people in these community, man. It's, they don't really care that much. A lot of people now have swerved in for the money, for the fame um, already in this community. And that's not what it's about. And I feel like, you know, I could see you have a good heart and, um, you know, you're going to help. You're going to be out there helping a lot of people. You're already doing that. Um, yeah. And I, if I can contribute to that, then Godspeed, man. 100%. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to see you win. I want to see you win. Uh, I look forward to it, man. I look We're already winning. To- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real shit. It's already happening. I'm interviewing fucking Don Diablo right now, dude. I am winning. Like <laughs> that's what I'm real. saying. You you made a step, and and then the next step, and the next step, and the next step. It's all gonna. This is how what life is about, right? You have to cherish those moments. Keep that smile that you have on your face right now, and and uh, honestly, hang on to that because this is what it is. You're on the way up, and and it's a good feeling, man. It's this is this is the start of another chapter. Damn, you're blowing, my, you're blowing me away. Dude, I'm going to ask you. I got three more for you. Um, yeah, yeah, give me, give me whatever fucking, you got, man. I'm make here me for fucking you. cry joy, dude. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, man. Whatever so you my, need. On this side, you know, we, we talk about art. We talk about, you know, passions. We've, we've had some really amazing conversations. I think an art form that doesn't get enough credit is the culinary arts, man. It's the universal language. It's, it's what we all speak is food, right? And so this next question, it goes out to food everywhere. If you had to choose three cuisines from around the world that you would have to live off for the rest of your life, what three regions would you choose? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's probably going to be Italian food, but it's very, very, you know, like it's very heavy. So it's, I try to stay away from it now, but I'm, I'm just a sucker for pastas and pizza. Same. So it's going to be one. Japanese food. Uh, Huge. Yeah, I'm I'm I I'm a pescatarian, so I don't I I I live on fish and vegetables basically. Fuck yeah, I try Same. to avoid carbs. Yeah, okay, okay, perfect. So, um, yeah, I always feel like Japanese food is clean. It's nice. Uh, you can really taste everything, all the elements in the food. Um, the third one would be probably the number one, which is Indonesian food. Uh, because my yeah, my mom is actually Indonesian, so, um. She used to cook Indonesia. She used to have like a, a Indonesian catering, like a small company with her best friend. And you know, I, as a kid, I would just kind of like 
um, you know, take little bits and bobs, snacks from that food. And, and it's, that felt like the motherland, you know, Indonesia. Um, and yeah, that kind of lives inside of me. And, and that food takes me back to when I was a kid. And it's, you know, just there are beautiful people there, beautiful food. If you don't, if you haven't tasted it, it's time to start tasting it. I was going to say, I need to now. I, that's why I love that answer because I don't think I've ever had an Indonesian food. So oh, wow. I think I might have to change. You're yeah. missing out. Damn. I, huge. Hugely. I, that's what, I, as soon as you said it, I was like, holy shit, I don't think I've ever eaten that before. That's I don't, crazy. Yeah, this is the thing. Why I don't know why that is because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's not, and it's not even niche, I think. It's like really, it's a big cuisine, man. Like, yeah. It's not like the Moldavian cuisine, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's big, man. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So you're going to like I'm, it. I'm back in LA this weekend. So on Monday, next week, I'm going to go to an Indonesian place. I'm going to hit you up and let you know how it was. Let me it's know what you think. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. I, I hope it's a good one, though. Like, you never know. Like, yeah, don't right? judge. if it's not the right one, then don't judge the whole cuisine on the basis. I'll give it three times. I'll give it three times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I there love it, man. Such a good answer. I got one more food one for you, and then we're going to bring it back to you. But in, in the art, my last food question would be, if you had to choose a favorite sauce or even a favorite three sauces, what sauce would you choose? Damn. Um, you know, I, I always like the combination of like, uh, like a sweeter sauce. Like, you know, like I like, I like sauces that are, um, give a little bit of, oh, I also, I also like spicy. Mm -hmm. So sweet and sour, spicy. It's kind of my thing. Um, uh, when I eat Japanese, so it's soy sauce, right? Right. So kikoman, as we say. Mm. Um, and you know, with my French fries, I eat ketchup. You know, but I, I do mix it with mayonnaise. I must, I must say. So wild. I like, I like the mixture of that. But I love it. But but I know I'm only I'm supposed to answer three questions, so maybe I'll take that one back, and I'm gonna exchange that for um, we call pinda sauce, which is like a, it's like a. It's like a peanut sauce. Ooh, hell it's almost yeah. like melted peanut butter, man. Like, like it's like, <laughs> but it is beautiful. Anything you eat with a peanut sauce, it's an Indonesian thing. It is delicious. It doesn't matter what you eat. That is definitely number one. I've made a peanut sauce one time, uh, and it was amazing. It was like one of the best things I've ever made in my life. It was the first time I made a peanut sauce, and I was. I was like proud. Dude, <laughs> why? Why is everything though? That's that's delicious. It's 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 so fattening. You know, like it's it's not good for. You. This is what God is an evil man. You know, it's like anything <laughs> that's like delicious is gonna destroy you. Like, uh, why? Why would you do this? You know, like why are you this evil? You know, I've always struggled spice. with. Yeah, I, I've literally, I've, I've during the pandemic, I was able to lose uh, around thirty pounds. Um, Amazing, man. But I've really struggled with my weight for the biggest part of my life. Like I, you know, I I, I lost at some point. I lost sixty pounds, um, and yeah, my whole family is kind of big. So whenever I eat something, it just it just adds. It just adds. So now I have to be super strict, super disciplined. Um, but I have friends who can eat anything, and they don't get fat. And like, oh damn, like uh, that's <laughs> that's my biggest dream. Actually, I saw that. McDonald's just dropped an NFT, that's, but that's a different story. Amazing. <laughs> well, that's actually a great transition, though. Is uh, Before I ask you the last question, um, my second and last is always, is there anything that you want the audience to know about, like projects that are coming out soon, anything people should be staying tuned on? Ooh. 
Um, I'm obviously very excited about, I don't know, when are you going to broadcast this? Oh, it is coming out for the drop on the ninth. I'm, I'm gonna as soon as we get off. I have one more interview today, and I'll edit this part out. I'm, I'm editing. I'm, I'm editing tonight. It'll be out tomorrow. Okay. So obviously, yeah, I am. Well, Siri starts talking to me. I don't know what's that all about, but um, I am. I mean, come on. Like, how can I not be super excited? But I, I sometimes I'm. I'm the kind of person. I'm already. I do something, and I'm in the middle of doing it. It's not even out yet, and I'm already thinking ahead. I have to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I put out a record and I'm like, oh, wait till you see what's coming next. But I should enjoy that moment. So obviously this, this drop is like a, an immense labor of love. Um, but what's coming next, you want to know, right? So um, I am working with uh, on a few more like traditional drops at the moment. But there'll be like some pieces that are not one-on-ones. There'll be collections. There'll be open editions, um, you know, uh, some raffles so that people can start collecting some Don Diablo NFTs. But I, I first wanted to make sure that the value of anything I do is going to be super solid because I saw a lot of these things, you know, getting dropped on the secondary market. So I want to make sure that I give you, a, you know, something that's going to be valuable and affordable uh, and also super hyped and super dope. So Fuck yeah, <laughs> so I've been working with uh, two insane visual artists that are super big in their own right, you know, uh, that I've respected. Actually, I was, I always wanted to work with them, but they didn't want to work with me. So now that this NFT space is here, they kind of hit me up and I'm like, wow, this isn't now, now we're talking. So this is what's great about this period in time. We're all like peers now. And, um, I probably can reveal that I'm working on something special with star Wars. Wild. So that is going to be, dude, I've been, I'm not even allowed what I'm, I don't even know what I'm allowed to tell you about that, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. And Are say, you allowed to have said what you just said? Could I include that in the interview? Uh, I think, yeah, fuck it. Just do it. I'm already <laughs> okay. working with, I'm already working with Star Wars because I designed a clothing line for them. Cool. Uh, and I'm in the middle of designing a second line for them at the moment, but. Uh, so sick. I'm, I'm just got off a, off a phone call and, and I. Something might be happening on May the 4th be with you. This is the type of shit that uh, uh, living will experience first. You know, we got some <laughs> unreleased. This is crazy. Well, to all the fans who hear this, stay fucking tuned. Rerun that and hear that date again because you're not going to want to be late to it. And I'm, I'm so working on this. I'm working on this. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, dude, like... If I would like this is the first time in my life I'm actually a little proud of myself, you know, and I I would bank on myself actually. I would actually bet on myself. I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna this okay, looking at what I've got coming up and and what I'm working on and and dude, I created something that I started working on uh uh last year as well, which is a giant physical art piece, which is dude, I wish I wish I could share it with you right now, but that's like it's like a it's like a crazy spaceship. It's like the biggest physical piece I've created. It weighs like three hundred ton, mm -hmm. and it's it's insane. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just out here, man, just trying to push the boundaries and just do crazy stuff, man. Like I love yeah. it. I want I'm you to say, John Diablo. You think like, oh shit, he's gonna do something crazy again? Disrupt the whole scene. Let's get it. I let's fucking go, dude. That's what I'm talking about. And this is it. We're reaching the end of the interview here. 
Uh, I want to thank you so much for, for being here. And I'm going to set the scene for you on this final question. So this is it. Final, final moments. We're 33 years out. It's 33 years and 33 days and 33 hours and 33 minutes from right now. And me and you are sitting on a private island. It's your private island. And it's attached to my island by a sky bridge. And we're watching this interview. It's been minted. Uh, it's sold for billions. It's, we're watching it on an LCD screen, <laughs> hologram projection on the other side of the ocean. And we're drinking exotic drinks, looking at exotic fish. Uh, there's an absolute rager going on behind us. Lasers, music, Don Diablo's blaring all across the island. Um, it's a fucking, it's an absolute movie. And it's getting to the end of the episode, you know, people are quieting down. They're like, shh, not. So this is it. The final question would be, man, what would your final thoughts be to the audience? If you could look back 33 years from now, what would you want to hear yourself saying? Wow. <laughs> this is a uh, dude. You're going out on a big one. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not joking around here. Uh, I want to hear people. What I want to hear is like, he was a good person. You know, that's it. That's it. I, I, I do everything with the best of intentions. And that's the only thing, you know, I want to, I want to help as many people as I can whilst creating all these wild things I have in my mind and, you know, tingling and tangling people's imagination, whether it's through audio, through visual, through anything tangible, non-tangible, non-fungible, um, you know, that's kind of what it is, right? I want to take people to a place where they forget about their worries for just three seconds, keep your eyes closed and, you know, drift off. And that's what I've been creating. If you never heard of Don Diablo, then there is already so much I've created in the last years from my age of 13 till now. And if you look at it superficially, again, it's going to be like going up to a girl in a, in a club. It's, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You'll never be able to see the whole picture. But if you understand and you know the full story, then get started you start to put things together and i think uh i hope by then in my mind it will have made the magnum opus there that brings everything that has been in my mind from you know being that kid sitting at the doctor to being that person who's sitting at that private island with you zipping on that exotic drink uh that would probably be my first alcoholic beverage i've ever taken in my life because thus far i've not not experienced it uh, because I feel you have to remember with great success comes great sacrifice. Mm. This is the one thing I learned as a kid. I said to myself, right, you know, like I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to drink any alcohol. I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. I'm not going to not work a day until I have achieved my goal. And otherwise I cannot be unhappy with myself or the world or disappointed in anything because I haven't worked hard enough for it. I haven't sacrificed enough for it. So hopefully, you know, we're sitting there with the knowledge of that. I gave it my all, like my absolute all every single day of my life. And it's okay. I'm here. I gave it all. End of story. I have nothing left to give, but just a wave from our islands and good vibes to my neighbor being you. Oh, man, that was such a fucking beautiful send off. And you've achieved that goal already, man. Uh, the probability that I thought this interview would happen was very low. Um, and the fact that it's happening, it's, it's a testament to how good of a person you are, man. You, you didn't have to do this, but you did. And 
Uh, I'm eternally grateful for it. And thank you for stopping by. Continued success and happiness to you and everything you do, man. I can't wait to see all that you achieve in this space uh, and in this world. So thank you for this interview, man. It was an absolute pleasure. It takes two to tango, man. It was an absolute pleasure here as well. I usually, I'm not a fan of these things, but this was very cool. You're a very cool dude with a very good heart. And yeah, keep inspiring people. Keep, you know, keep your aspirations high. Set the bar high and dude, life is good, man. Let's keep connecting with people and let's, you know, let's keep disrupting and let's keep, keep shaking people awake so that we can uh, be on that island one day together. Fuck yeah, I love that. I'm going to end it right there. Dude, that was so fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> such a saga. <laughs> such a fire episode. I mean, a saga. I, that shit was a saga. Dude, it was absolutely, it was a trilogy, man. With my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I could dance with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. Close.